If you or someone you know has been affected by boredom, you need to try Catch All Podcast. Consult your conscience before listening as possible side effects may include but are not limited to an eight-pack of abs due to excessive laughing as well as incessant crying like if the polarized caps melted from global warming. Listeners may also experience some level of existential crisis. Stop tuning in to Catch All Podcast if you realize that you're in fact listening to random rascals ramble on about random stuff. Hopefully it is, because mm-hmm. uh, but I'm sure they would want <coughs> yearly money from that, which would also be in Jordan's account. He's mm-hmm. the one who puts everything up on Spotify and iTunes. So if he hasn't paid money, then it might not be up. Okay, I don't know. We'll get it figured out. That's yeah. not a big deal. That's super easy. Okay, good, good. <coughs> the music yeah. is there. It is possible to get okay. hold of. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do an old Rubber Zatella song then. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's fantastic, man. So I remember Rubber Zatella. Eagles uh, yeah. Way. Didn't y'all play hey, at Eagles Way? Save for the oh, show. Yeah. We're recording right oh, now. Oh, we're recording. Oh, we've been recording. That's ah, a snug right on up on us. <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. Welcome <laughs> to Catch All Podcast. I'm Parker. I got Adam and a very, very special guest, Rob Hardy. Woo! Hey. Of Griffin Music Fame from oh, back yes. in the day, which we were just about <laughs> to start. Delated. Yes, which we were just about to start talking about. I remember some of my first shows in Griffin were... Rova Zatella and Death mm-hmm. on Two Wheels at Eagles oh, yeah. Landing. Oh yeah, those those Eagles, were them. Eagles Way. The Eagles Way. way? The oh, Eagles. what's Eagles Landing then? That's another. One. That's, that's like another the cast, that's, that's the shows. casting crowns. <laughs> oh, that's the casting crowns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eagles Way. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember it. Those they were some of the. F- <laughs> Go ahead. Well, they might get it kicked back up again soon. Oh um, really? Yeah. No. I know people are practicing uh-huh. right there. Mm-hmm. And different bands are kind of getting their songs together, mm-hmm. like we were talking about the other day. Yes. And Ooh, I want to get stuff. back into that. I want to I get. Yeah. Uh, I was supposed to get Drew up there to Bank Street the other night. He was supposed to come, but then he oh, bailed yeah. out last minute for, <laughs> yeah. for but, something. But yeah, this is going to be at a different venue, though, isn't it? Uh, which one? Like they're working on getting another show up. Have you heard about it? Yes, With at Sanderson Neil? Suites. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's Neil what I thought you were talking again. about. Uh, um, yeah, it was kind of both because somebody had mentioned trying to use the youth room again. I don't know if that, I don't think that's a Neil ordeal. So that, that's what it was small. last time, right? The, the yes. Youth, in the youth room? Okay. And then other than that, Jacob Roper's band, remember him, once mm-hmm. a captive? Oh, yes. Okay, he's got a band called Roper, and they're Rupert. practicing. Yep. <laughs> and that's him and Paul and Knox oh, and Paul. Greg. Okay. Yeah. And somebody else is in there, I feel like. So, uh... I don't know. I think the coolest venue ever would be Sinister Suites right now, the ballroom. Dude, I know. It's going to be amazing. I met with Neil a couple of months ago, and I mean, he was looking for some people to kind of help him out, so we met up and kind of talked about some ideas, and it's really cool what he's wanting to do is like the upstairs, people are going to be able to get up there and overlook the ballroom, and uh, like during the shows. Really? It's a little... A little anxious about that because you know people are probably going to try to jump off I that. already know. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Especially uh, if it's going to go right back into metal. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was going to ask what kind of mix of music is it going to be? I don't know. I haven't. It's been a couple of months since I've talked to him about it. Uh-huh. Because what kind of band, What what's the music scene in Griffin right now? I know like what goes through Bank Street and then sometimes yeah. at Doc Holiday. That's yeah. all that I'm familiar with. I have heard that there are a few, well, I know two guys that are in metal bands, mm-hmm. and it's either like a trio, strictly instrumental, uh, nice. no screamers like that. that I have know Have you ever of. listened to Caspian? Caspian? That is ringing a huge bell in my head. What would I have heard of Caspian? They... Under Oath did a reunion tour about a year oh, ago. Oh, Cassie, yeah. yes. Jordan they, toured with them. He told me about whoa, that. He told me to wait, also, you're talking about Jordan Gamble. Jordan McGinn. 
Oh, no, you're not talking about Gamble. Uh, but no, I no. do know Jordan Gamble. I sold a car to him a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah, I've seen him here and there. He'll just pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> well, I funny. thought you were talking about him because his brother tours with a bunch of bands. Mm. Blake Gamble. Yeah, that's Drummer. Him. Yes, he's he's in the Atlanta scene big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, he's from Griffin. Still trucking on in music. I'd love to see him again. I was in a band for about a week with him. <laughs> but then that How did that turn out? <laughs> well, it, it was a good practice. And I don't know why we stopped. It was a cool band. It was a, it was a good practice. <laughs> yeah, it was a great practice. Never played one song all the way through. That's awesome. But, yeah, Caspian's, a, uh, they're very, they're no vocals, very stripped down. And it's very kind of like okay. ambience, but it's very heavy. Yeah. So, I like, see. not quite metal, but almost they're like okay. touching it That's and they're awesome. really good really they, were, they put on an awesome performance uh so you've seen them? yes i saw yeah. them when they opened for under oath oh yes okay mm-hmm. that is cool yeah i'd always heard that name and i don't know if i listened to them but i remember everybody was talking about them when they left and played some shows with them mm-hmm. some other what bigger band, band what band jordan was in that, played that was oh brother that toured or oh, played with them okay during some time but i think there was a bigger band mm-hmm. that was taking all of them mm-hmm. you know, here and there okay so, uh, but yeah, good things are going in that front as well, you know, as far as the Atlanta bands go. But as far as these Griffin bands go, mm-hmm. uh, I would think, so November 18th mm-hmm. is going to be a Sinister Sweet show, and right. that will, from what I've heard, Steven said, who is in a band with me called Inspector Spectre. Oh, lovely. <laughs> he said, <laughs> Spectre with a S-P-E-C-T-R-E, the ghost kind. Mm-hmm. Um... He said that he's just going to do acoustic stuff, and he might get my sister to play cello. So that's He said he thinks there's actually metal bands playing, too. Wow. And that Neil wanted there to be an extreme difference mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that night. So I don't know what they're trying to pull or what's really going on, but it could be, you know, just cramming all kinds of different moods into mm-hmm. one room. I think it'll I be something know. good. I did, too. You'd, you'd brought up to him about cardiac half-playing, but I don't, I don't think... I, I haven't heard anything. Because I would have liked to have played... Month. I would have, <laughs> yeah. I would have liked to have played there. That would have been awesome. But I'm not super not super. <laughs> yeah. upset that I'm... Really I remember there. when um when I played with uh, Caleb Anthony yes. and Caleb Jones and all them back oh, at Eagles yeah. Way. I remember I was like the youngest the youngest kid in that venue mm-hmm. up there playing. I played bass when they were pardoning the insolence. I remember pardoning. I remember oh, pardoning yes. the insolence. Man, those awesome. were some good times. It really was. How did we pull that off? Or Mike Thurston know. or Neil, whoever drew all these maniacs from the surrounding <laughs> I don't counties know. over there. <laughs> I just I remember seeing that uh, Stephen Davis posted something on Facebook said they were looking for a bassist, and I had just gotten a bass like a week before I saw that post. That's I'm great. like, hey, I play guitar. I think I can play bass. <laughs> so, yeah, terrible idea. So I messaged him, him on Facebook, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, hey, I play bass. He said, sweet, well, come on over to my house. We'll practice in the barn for an audition, or we'll, you can audition. So they started playing 94 Hours by Azalea Dine, oh, really? and they heard me play in the melody, and like they were like, okay, you're in. <laughs> so I was with them for like a year. Wow. <laughs> I Man. think Caleb still plays here and there. I saw him a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I always used to see pictures of Caleb playing in bands, but I never actually saw him play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't since those days actually seen him play. So I knew him. He's from, still in it. 
I knew him yeah. from Griffin Christian, and I mean, from what I understood, he could shred a guitar. Like, he mm-hmm. was awesome. Oh, yeah. So good. I, I was very impressed, too. And I just realized what this is. This is all the calling out of every musician in Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go through every single list. We got to. And they will all have to hear this. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. We got to tag everybody. Yeah. Okay. I remember. remember. Well, where was the other place that they played in uh, Griffin after Eagles Way stopped doing shows? Went on Solomon Street? Fat Bob's. Was it Fat Bob's? It Bob? was a tattoo parlor. I yes. thought it was further down. There was something called the Cavern. For Maybe a that's while. Yeah, the cavern. It's was still it, there, was but it nobody to the goes Griffin in. Griffin Doghouse, kind of. Kind it's of down it's that direction? right next, or I not next so, door, but, but it's like three doors down. Down that side of Solomon Street. It's yes. the big yellow building that says the cavern on it. Oh, well, I guess that would be self-explanatory. <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, Death on Two Wheels when they were still doing stuff. I saw them play there, and Jacob Roper and his Unraveling Mind. I think he had a band yeah, called that for a little yeah. while. His Unraveling Mind. Yeah. There's yeah. always change. That's the funniest part. Is everybody keeps getting new names, and it's the same people writing songs over and over. I love it. I think everybody's songs get better and, I guess, more mature with age. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving everything I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. It is all very good. Yeah. I, I want to do more Griffin stuff. We haven't done any... Oh, it's Brandon. Oh, he just tried to call me. Uh, we haven't... Brandon. Have you met Brandon Holmes? I don't think so. I don't know. You look familiar, though. Brandon, this is Rob. Howdy, Brandon. My so, future oh. brother-in-law. Yes. <laughs> this is the first family reunion. Yeah. Of many. Oh, oh yeah. yes. It'll never stop. And I'm glad. It's going to be a very fun time, but uh, hey. What's up, man? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet Are you, you a player? Do y'all play together? Hanging out with Ryan. Oh, I see. I see. You can move this stuff and feel free to sit on the couch, the chair, wherever you want to sit. Whatever you want to do with it. Just so, go out of the way. Let's see where any of these. Okay, so. Speaking of Griffin musicians, uh-huh. all that stuff, may as well get all this these thoughts out so we can at least have it recorded. Yeah. I love it. Are recorded down battle plan because it really is all military these days anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so, first thought: spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. Yep. Let's go. Okay. Uh, that's words. That's conversation. That's ideas. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. things in people's minds that make them do stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, the I guess kind of concise and intentional, almost heavy artillery version of that would be. Re- playing a song, mm-hmm. and getting this mood, feeling, and idea across to people. Mm-hmm. So what we are doing all, as far as I know, uh, especially y'all, because y'all are a Christian band, mm-hmm. okay, and we are a band of Christians. Most of the bands I'm in mm-hmm. have mostly Christians in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we do, we're not necessarily worship bands, though. Right. So what we're doing is what a lot of the bands we were raised on do, which is tell the truth mm-hmm. and just say, this is what light is. Mm-hmm. This is what light sounds like, and this also is what dark sounds like. Because mm-hmm. right now, the whole world thinks that up is down and down is up, and mm-hmm. boys are girls and girls are boys, and <laughs> light is dark and dark is light. You know, it's exactly Isaiah all, all the way through. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I feel like I've always been meant to convey the truth about mm-hmm. light and dark, the difference mm-hmm. between light and dark. So I think that's kind of what we're all doing so that we can actually send messages... <laughs> to people, say, on the bridge or in the valley of society uh-huh, rather yeah. than inside of the cathedral, which mm-hmm. is great. That's, of course, our home. That's our, the best place. Mm-hmm. But we're also sent into the darkness, mm-hmm. and yeah. then we can tell them what darkness is. We've got to be the light of darkness. Yes, and it's a very good thing. And so all of this all falls under spiritual warfare, I think, because my life was definitely changed by hearing songs, some mm-hmm. of them without even words. Mm-hmm. and yeah. I've been very influenced by even some people I have to say that aren't even Christian bands mm-hmm. uh, actually maybe more 
except for composers. There are a lot of good Christian composers from back in the day. <laughs> but as far as bands go, I've mostly have listened to like Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I went into some hardcore music, and Me Without You stood out the most of all them. Okay. I I've, I've seen Me Without You. I've seen them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw them one time, and it was great. Uh-huh. It was one of the best times. But they are a huge influence on me. They were. But I also listened to tons of the Saddle Creek bands. Mm-hmm. Bright Eyes, Cursive. And then, like I said, ultimately, Radiohead is one of my biggest rock band influences. Mm-hmm. It's my biggest rock band influence. Yeah. And they told the truth and conveyed darkness, mostly, because mm-hmm. they're yeah. not Christians. Yeah. But they did it so well that it was it came through as very true and very interesting, and it made my mind think of awesome stuff. I just mm-hmm. loved it. Yeah. So... There is, so I would be presenting that <coughs> idea, and even when we recorded That Darkness, it was, let's do a heavier version of Radiohead, mm-hmm. which then it turned into, you know, whatever bands with pianos sound like, mm-hmm. it didn't sound like Radiohead, really, which is good. And so we would be kind of doing that, telling the truth about it, but also, by the end of, say, this album that I'm hopefully going to finish, mm-hmm. there will be a huge, I guess, finale mm-hmm. explaining is the this light. A, is this a Hades album? I think it will. I think, think it'll gonna... go under that name, yeah. Okay. It's undecided because there are a lot of Fringe songs as well that I'm recording right mm-hmm. now that could fall into Inspector Spectre or just me playing with whoever because mm-hmm. a lot of different people know them right now mm-hmm. so they can jump in on different instruments. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the ultimate big full-length album that we will be finished with as far <laughs> as the writing and demos and knowing how it sounds mm-hmm. before we maybe go corner Jason force him to give us a good recording <laughs> <laughs> which is what everybody's trying to do yep yep we've been down that road <laughs> yes I'm glad <laughs> that you gave me a lot of hope because you succeeded mm-hmm. uh, well it's not a full length yet it's still an EP but we yes. we, we squeezed something out of it yes and you got a finished product that's <laughs> mm-hmm. the biggest deal yeah it took a while but we eventually did get the finished product yes I'm so proud of you for that too and it sounds amazing it does say. sound good and Jacob was actually playing it the other day at 6th Street because he was in on that recording oh, as well. Yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. What's the uh, what's Jason's helper's name? His name is Ryan Wilson. Ryan. Okay. Yep. He was a swell guy. I really liked him. Mm-hmm. He was he did awesome. Like, he knew yeah. just Johnny on the spot. Oh, yeah. He he can make any sound you want happen mm-hmm. any way you want it. And also kind of guide you towards uh-huh. what you really want to do, too. I had no idea just that depth that went into recording oh my for like an actual studio recording because when, when, as soon as they got to the drums, I, I just thought you kind of put, you know, mic the drums and then you can adjust little things here and there. But oh not God. they went into like different compressors and all different oh, yeah. kinds of plugins, just like uh-huh. pulling stuff from the internet. And I was like, this plugin can do good here. If you turn it down a little bit and add it with this one. And I was just like, well, how is all this stuff possible? <laughs> I know. And how do they know this? Yeah. You've got a lot of time and effort put into <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I guess if you get paid to figure out all these tricks, then mm-hmm. you just keep yeah. them in the bank of your mind. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of YouTube here and there. but Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> That's how I figured out that, because I would, back uh, last year and the year before, I recorded drums for various projects that came in there, and I was getting interested in engineering, mm-hmm. and the mic setup and all everything Ryan does, and Jason, mm-hmm. but then I tried to do it at home so many times, <laughs> and uh, it's the follow-through, and mm-hmm. the amazing sound, you know, all that stuff, that's just something I'm not built to do, especially editing and sitting in front of a computer screen and seeing the song mm-hmm. versus yeah. hearing the song ruins it for me. Mm-hmm. If I've seen the same song and hear the same clip over <laughs> and over, the worst part of it, I hate the song by the end of it. Yeah. So I'm not an engineer, <laughs> and I don't ever want to be. <laughs> Did I tell you about the first experience we had trying to uh, get songs recorded? Uh, don't think so. We went to, it was, we played at 
what was the first place we played? Uh, Smith's Bar? Yes, it was We Smith's. played Smith's Bar, and one of the guys there approached us that he did studio recordings, and he had a small business that he was trying to get up and going, so he offered us a really good deal, like $200, $300 oh, wow. to record like three songs or something like that. So we, wow. he gives us the address, and uh, we go up there one day. I, I think I go before work or something like that. So we go up there, and I think it's in, was in Decatur? Some mm-hmm. realms kind of like east side of Atlanta. So we mm-hmm. go up and we show up to this guy's house, and it turns out it wasn't his house. It was some guy that he was using his basement for. <laughs> so we show up in his basement, and it's, I mean, it's literally like a lived-in basement. Like cats running around all over the place. Oh my God. Like no soundproofing. And then Ooh, yeah. when, when he used the guitars, he put the guitars in like a side room that was just cinder blocks encased, and then shut the door, what? and then recorded the guitar sound in there, and then had the oh, mics. really? Like, the drums mic'd up in the, like, the main room, and then there was, I guess what you would picture is, like, the uh, engineer with the window space, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't, I mean, it wasn't soundproof, and he didn't have microphones <laughs> to communicate, like, what was needed to be said in the studio oh, space, yeah. so there was a whole bunch of yelling, and it was, uh-huh. it was just uh-huh. complete and utter chaos. It was one of the sketchiest things I've ever done, because yeah. I showed up at this guy's house <laughs> that we didn't know, oh, and we man. had not met before, and we were expecting this other guy, and it was just, it was a whole weird... Oh, yeah, I've, I've done the same traumatizing event with a guy in South Carolina so nice Jeff Peak. Mm-hmm. he did a good job but yes we did drive straight up there to his studio mm-hmm. which was his trailer mm-hmm. and right next to his parents house mm-hmm. and they were so kind they made us food here and there oh, yeah. you know and then I would I spent most of the time there and then the different folks in the band and this was the demos for That Darkness which we ended up recording at mm-hmm. Glow in the Dark with That Darkness Matt is Goldman. a Hades album right? That Darkness is the last Rovers album. okay okay and that the finished full length of that was at Glow in the Dark, and it sounded good because that was a real studio. But mm-hmm. the demos for it <clears throat> was in terrifying South Carolina, and everybody else in the band slept in a tent the whole time. Wow! And they had a whole Titanic event where the whole tent got flooded and everything got <laughs> ruined while I was just hanging out with the engineer and his what parents in the, the world? whole time. <laughs> oh yeah, they would just come in soaking wet. So we ended up sleeping in the camper trailer. Just piled uh, up with for everybody. The yeah, everybody just piled on each other. Uh-huh. And he had some mm. kind of Russian wife that really wasn't his wife that maybe he had just bought or something online. Wow. And she kept showing up here and there. Uh-huh. But uh, he was good. He knew what he was doing. But I don't think we could quite convey what we were trying to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. But it was good. Like, all demos are actually very good because it lets you know what sound you're even going for mm-hmm. to begin mm-hmm. with. So it's great practice. Right. And I'm about to set up our <coughs> own escape to the cabin or probably just escape to Jordan's house in East Atlanta, no, East Point. Mm-hmm. And we'll just crank out all of these demos with a friend that can run Logic. Yep. A very ghetto version of Logic. <laughs> Stripped down. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. And we can get a lot of experiments done, though, because he's more on the playing Logic as an instrument. And mm-hmm. I've done stuff with him my whole life named Matthew Herring. Mm-hmm. And he was in The Morning After, and he was also in a band called Acapulco that mm-hmm. I was in with Greg Neal. And Jacob Robert and Matt and Leah and Zach. Mm-hmm. Zach Dallas Dawson, I think, was last time. He's an amazing drummer. Mm-hmm. Anyways. But uh, he's good. He will put delays on everything, drums included. Putting delay oh, wow. pedals on drums is actually a very cool sound. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm getting crazy experimenting with that lately. And you can come up with the craziest, most impossible rhythms. Ever, mm-hmm. But it'll just kind of float behind yeah, everything. Yeah, just kind of... 
Yeah, I've never done that with like well, with actual drums, but um, I mess around with a lot of MIDI stuff on Logic, and yeah, I, I do that a lot. Is add delays and kind of get them to fade out, just get little subtle delays on yeah. drums. I mean, it adds a lot of atmosphere to it. it. So. Does. That's it how Drew everything. Drew does does our demos. Is that he does everything in Logic? Like he puts a guitar sound on the on his piano and then goes through MIDI and just plays the guitars oh, on the wow. piano. So all the demos we had previously going into the first oh, recording yeah, yeah. was Batman. just yeah just purely him on logic and he got the drum sounds out of logic he did everything just made a song wow. yeah which is pretty impressive and it's it not is. the most terrible thing in the world listening back no, on some of those early really, demos yeah. it's really not it's a fun tool to use and that's the thing though me stuck alone with a program mm-hmm. nothing will ever get finished yeah. i will give up <laughs> halfway mm-hmm. through it every time but no, I'm not going to finish this. Mm-hmm. So that is why you pay money to get somebody that oh, will follow yeah. through, <laughs> mm-hmm. carry you the whole way through. Yeah, that's, I did like that experience we got because we kind of knew what to shop around for because this guy, he didn't really have a... I mean, he was trying to build his portfolio, which I understand him like trying yes. to give us a good deal and build his portfolio, but it was, I mean, you kind of do get what you pay for in the end. Oh, yeah. Every so, time. That's it, was a, it was a quality learning experience. I mean, the guy... And what was also weird is the guy who we had originally had contact with was there and was doing the recordings in the guy's basement. And then before he was finished, he like up and moved to Colorado. So we were still trying to get like what we paid for out of him <laughs> while he was in Colorado. So oh, that, that was, that was a whole big ex- experience in and of itself. Mm. I love it. Hilarious character building. Mm-hmm. How, how does your songwriting go? Cause with us, Drew does composing on the piano and he does lyrics. Dylan does a little bit. He has written some songs, but mm-hmm. mainly it's Drew on the piano, and then, I mean, he has lyrics, and then we come, and well, he, I mean, we just kind of know overall chord progressions or whatever, and then yeah. lead lines, and then we just put the other instruments to it. So how does your uh, It's different with different groups, because mm-hmm. uh, the Inspector Spectre way right now is I've got a jingle jangle on mm-hmm. the acoustic, mm-hmm. and I have some lyrics and words to it, and then they, since it's a three-piece, and then live, we've only played live, well, I guess Doc Holidays we played live a lot, but that was like open mic, you know, practice mm-hmm. arena. But uh, other people will just come play whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And uh, <coughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, it's just I get the songs together and know how to play it myself. And then they'll add things. But generally, I have a drum beat in mind. Mm-hmm. A lot of the music I write is written so somebody can have fun playing drums to it, mainly oh, me. Okay. And that's how it's always been, just writing songs that are cool to play drums to. <laughs> that's my all drum. Right. And that was Rover Zatella all the way. <clears throat> Definitely Hades. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, all the current music as well but it'll go between like jordan has probably seven ish songs right now mm-hmm. he also writes for a brother so he tries to figure out which ones go into what band mm-hmm. just like i'm trying to do but um he will do the same thing i'll do you know write out every part and then a lot of times like i will add the main melody mm-hmm. like a chorus melody mm-hmm. of vocals onto it mm-hmm. Or uh, just a cool piano hook onto the songs. And then almost always I will add the drums, the rhythm of anything, even if it's not just drums. But if I'm writing it, it's almost always going to be a finished product. I know just about what every instrument has to do. So I mentally produce everything so that when we're in the studio, we just tear through everything. And almost everything but lead guitar in any of the bands I've recorded, I've played all all of the instruments except for maybe some bass here and there oh, wow. and then jordan will put on the guitar because mm-hmm. again it's piano and vocal parts or if i'm writing it on guitar guitar parts so you can play it 
awesome mm-hmm. drum stick. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, usually it's songwriter heavy. Mm-hmm. And co-writes are kind of scary, honestly. I've done some, and they kind of worked out. Mm-hmm. And also, for lyrics, I will say, for the first Hades EP, <laughs> my sister, who mm-hmm. we kind of made this up together, she wrote a lot of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Or at least half of them, I would think. Yeah. And uh, Jordan, that, that one didn't have any of Jordan's songs, but this one will. Mm-hmm. And he... I've written almost none of his lyrics, actually. She's written some of his, though. Mm-hmm. But he mo- mainly writes the lyrics, and I would say at least 90% of the song. Mm-hmm. But right now, I'm trying to come up with a few catchy choruses to mm-hmm. some of these songs right now. And I haven't come up with anything yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're not done, I will say. I mean, I've got about at least 10 songs that are about five years in the works. Oh, wow. That are not finished, and then about eight songs that have finally been finished, but mm-hmm. they're still about three or four years ago. <laughs> Every album is delayed. It's not the soundtrack to what's about to happen or what just happened. It's like the soundtrack from about two or three years ago is usually <laughs> the album's release. Because I just, you know, second-guess myself or end up hating the song. Mm-hmm. So i got to change the lyric here and there after playing it a lot. That really does help to play it, all these songs a lot with mm-hmm. people. So you hear what parts you like and what you don't like. And mm-hmm. You can figure out what you want different instruments to do Mm -hmm. and it's very ambitious right now because i would love to accomplish a full choir and orchestra (laughs) (laughs) by the end of this and Uh i don't know how i'm gonna do it yet (laughs) somehow i'm sure you'll have it figured out (laughs) yeah the rock opera (laughs) and y'all face the same thing y'all got a keyboardist so Uh you know anytime keyboard gets in a rock band it's Mm -hmm. a rock opera Mm -hmm. every time (laughs) so many parts yeah drew just finally upgraded from like a 1980s I don't even remember what brand. It's like a Casio or Cas- something. 1980s oh, yes. Casio till I think a Korg or something. Oh, really? Oh, no, it was a, um, was it a Nomad. A Nomad. Nomad. I feel like I may have heard of a Nomad. It's really pretty. Like, he posted a picture of it the other day. And he's, I mean, he's been debating on getting into piano forever because really, yeah. the one he has is from the 80s. Like the Korg, <laughs> you can see the wires exposed in the back and it's <laughs> lugging a dead body around in that case of his. Oh, no. It's at oh, least like 100 pounds. That's funny. He has the same burden. Mm-hmm. But they're heavy no matter what you do. You gotta have weighted keys. He has a he has yeah. a keytar too that I wish he would play more. Oh my god! We we did a cover <laughs> show at two or three years ago at UGA, and he really? played the keytar for that. And I oh, wish he would play it more of like those now. Are awesome, yeah. But he just he doesn't have the. Um, I think he's missing a couple of octaves that he uses more. I mean, he uses more of the nice. octaves that yeah, he can't get on the keytar. It was a Nord. A Nord. A Nord. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the Nords, I know about those, and that's. I- a dream. I'm not familiar with keyboards, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm real. I know Nord. Korg is a brand, isn't it? Yeah, Korg. Okay. Yeah, Korg is. Korg. Okay, Nord. I just got the get the words mixed up. Uh, you know, uh, to perhaps venture into a, a possible another realm, you know, Kurzweil, Kurzweil keyboards. Kurt, Have you ever uh, seen that name with uh, a K? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I guess, but Ray Kurzweil, the guy that's famous for the singularity. Uh, oh yeah, he uh-huh. living invented, forever. Yes, uh-huh. he's the living. He's the immortal man. <laughs> yeah. He invented those keyboards. Oh, wow. And he invented one of the first computer composer machines and got on a talent show way back in like the 50s and was famous for that. And so it was pretty much a program that you could just tell it how to write it Mm -hmm. and his keyboard would write its own music 50 years ago, 60 Mm -hmm. years ago. I haven't heard... I hear stuff out of Ray Kurzweil every so often. I'll see a news story on Reddit Mm -hmm. where Ray Kurzweil has said something. And I, I used to see him... Like little uh, documentaries I would watch on, like uh, Discovery or something like that, about yes. about like his 
like vitamin and like yes. health routine and stuff and how uh-huh. he's trying to like live forever and exactly he's trying to crack the code and he mm-hmm. figured out a whole regimen i think it was 200 pills he took mm-hmm. and that's that, that sounds right like an insane amount per day yeah and just reversed his biology and stuff so he definitely came up with some smart things but he's probably plagued to death because he's trying to live forever so mm-hmm. he's got to be but um his big thing is the singularity oh yeah he's the, the biggest the, proponent mm-hmm. of that and he's also teamed up with google and so he's know, way he's way high up with them and they're uh-huh. all trying to do this together just the, <coughs> the uh fusion of man and machine the pretty much yeah that's mm-hmm. the huge thing and uh they all think it's a good thing mm-hmm. so they how do, you, the, how do you feel about that I go in and out, you know. I definitely trust the prophets called the Wachowski brothers that made uh, <laughs> the Matrix. I love it. <laughs> I trust them a lot, even though one of them's a girl now. Uh huh. And <laughs> one of the Wachowski brothers is a female now. Yeah. I had no. He turned into a girl. Yeah. Well, I had no idea. Right around the Cloud Atlas time, I feel like. Uh huh. Which is also an amazing movie. He said that so nonchalant. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a girl now. And, yeah. uh... <laughs> and they're kind of behind the scenes, but I just hear, say from different people, then I'll go investigate. You mm-hmm. know, what are they up to? Because they stumbled upon a pretty amazing idea mm-hmm. that seems to be true. Mm-hmm. And they definitely showed the dark side of machines taking <laughs> over. Going, going rogue yeah. and going yeah. bad and then harvesting you know, humans <laughs> yes. for all their own gains and stuff. Exactly. I can definitely see that. Uh-huh playing out because i mean it's all the tower of babel Mm -hmm. is what it seems like and you know there's there's always so many fine lines you know you get a cut you put a bandage on it that's a tool Mm -hmm. and that helps heal you Mm -hmm. or and like the medical advancements we have now are compared to like 50 years ago Mm -hmm. yeah you know but i I ethically go back and forth if i think immortality is right or wrong i'm just i don't know i don't know where i fall on it I, I don't either because I don't think it's possible. I feel like it's there's a lot of versions of this floating around in the mm-hmm. world right now, but it's kind of a uh, a bait to get us to do things. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna live. Yeah. Like if anybody's promising you immortality, mm-hmm. then uh, they're probably wanting something else. And I mean, who who can we base that on? We we're not gonna live for another thousand years to see if Ray Kurzweil is actually right. We're just taking <laughs> his word for it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't we don't have any, I guess, cases mm-hmm. where this is actually played out. And I don't see how it really can. But uh maybe we'll get like old what's his name, Ricky Bobby said, maybe with modern science we'll get the two to two fifty I would definitely go with that if I could yeah. grow a of lungs uh-huh. or something, maybe a pancreas in my backyard. Mm-hmm. I would grow it. <laughs> it kinda makes me think of um in Doctor Who whenever they travel to the year like at the end of the world mm, to watch the like the earth explode yeah. mm-hmm. and you've got oh, wow. the um the the one le- the oldest lady in human Just history like stretched out yeah, skin yeah stretched out piece of, piece of skin uh-huh. oh, every wow. 5 seconds to keep her from drying out yeah, she'd like moisturize me and then they'd spray her <laughs> <with> <laughs> like yes. exactly you say i don't i don't even know where i fall on like if you were able to digitize a human conscience what that would look like if that's I don't know. like it's i kind of see it as like the same thing as cloning like mm, you, yeah. you clone a person does that person have a have a quote unquote soul and then yeah. if you digitize your consciousness is that even still you anymore or is that technically just a digital clone of you I have one of the you same thing saying? yeah and what about when the androids are holding up signs for android rights uh-huh. <laughs> and they're also trying to marry your future daughter or something uh-huh. or they come to church and get saved uh-huh. but they're a robot yeah <laughs> if they really have all the human consciousness in them mm-hmm. like they say they're going to and maybe they've stumbled upon this already before. Did you ever see uh, Ex Machina? 
That is in my Amazon watch list, and I have not watched oh, yeah, it yet, but I really, really want it. I've heard it was really good. It is good, and the music, too, is amazing. That's the guy that did uh, Portishead. Mm-hmm. You ever listen to them? They're pretty awesome, but mm-hmm. uh, he did that <laughs> along with someone named Ben something. Salisbury, I feel like. But um, that movie makes me think there might just be androids walking around. Already? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're out there. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're already, and sometimes some of the people I see are like, you're a robot. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Let's have a good conversation. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I mean, I don't see how it's possible because people, I mean, I'll see headlines here and there that'll say they're getting closer. They did the human head transplant and, mm-hmm. you know, different mm-hmm. weird things like that. We had an episode about that a long yeah, time a ago. a long time. Really? Like when first, we first relaunched. Mm-hmm. Really? Talking about the human mm-hmm. head transplant. Like mm-hmm. it's a Rus- Russian doctor who is who's mm-hmm. big into it. Yes, I, I remember that. Did he succeed? Do we know about this I don't. Comic? I don't think it's gone through yet because I haven't heard anything. I, I know he either. had a timeline he wanted to get it done on, but I don't think it's gone through yet because he has he has a guy who's willing to happen. Yeah, the <sighs> guinea pig. Mm-hmm. Take off my head. <laughs> Put it on somebody else. Because, I mean, what's Three. his name? Dr. Kevorkian? Is he the guy that mixed animals and people together? That famous hoarder story. Oh, man. There's uh, supposedly real versions of those. That, that Kevorkian sounds so familiar. I just can't I think it. he's the guy that put... I mean, it's a book or a movie. I or know something. what you're talking about. They based like there was a season of um, American Horror Story. They based off of him. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it was I like the first or second season, something like that. Really? But no, that's that's some weird stuff, man. It is, and I mean, there's tons of people that say it's already happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they've seen some hybrids out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I a big know. world. I wouldn't put it past anybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> And they're supposedly <coughs> even breakaway civilizations off the coast of Ecuador. or Ecuador, yeah. <laughs> the Galapagos Islands. <laughs> yes. Somewhere down in South Just America. Just a little colony of androids. Oh, yeah. Just sure. living peacefully. And chimeras. And chimeras. As their pets. Yeah. With a they're, human head. They're, they're, <laughs> they're getting saved. Yeah. <laughs> Coming to the church. Yes. <laughs> Going to the cathedral Convent. up there in the rainforest. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Who knows what they're up to, if it's even real. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how far I would let... Um, like myself get modified with like robot parts. Like I would love like robot legs and I could jump twenty feet in the air and then land me perfectly fine. Like I, I mean, feel like that would be amazing. Well, how far is too far? Be like Luke exactly. Skywalker, get you a little robotic arm. Uh-huh. That'd be kind of cool. But yeah, and those are already kind of there. Or even you know, I don't know about whose brother is it in cardiac half that has heart problems. Dylan has heart problems. It's, yeah, Dylan, Drew's brother. Oh, okay, but yeah. they're both in the band. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Drew's singer. Pianist Dylan is backup singer, singer sometimes, and bassist. Oh, okay. Does he uh, have a machine in him, kind of like Wesley? I don't know. I think he got, um, I could be completely misspeaking, but I think he got a pig artery, and he's going to have to okay. get another one because it's going to wear out soon. I see, I see. Okay, so, so that's I mean, he's already got... kind of splicing, though, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's different people. All right, with... go ahead pacemakers even you know mm-hmm. the cyborgs are kind of already around us mm-hmm. it's just in even you know before wearing a watch it's a machine that's on us it's mm-hmm. not inside of us but um, mm-hmm. still connected to our bodies yeah so, and like, like with the, the smart watches and stuff i mean they have automatic heart rate oh, monitoring yeah. and you're just monitoring it how exactly far, how far until they get like, oh, yeah, a, there it is. <laughs> a, a <laughs> yeah, little pod one. on the bottom of it that can inject some like micro robots and just immediately go fix something that's wrong yeah easily that's that's the idea the the mm-hmm. micro bots Mm-hmm. that Ray Kurzweil is convinced he can invent that'll uh-huh. go do anything but I mean I already know they're going to kill everyone that has them mm-hmm. plus if they're in you then they can be told oh go chew his heart to yeah. pieces if you no, want I, I like the idea in principle of just like automatically being able to fix something that's wrong mm-hmm. but how little I trust the government 
Me too. I I just I feel like that. Mm, it's a bad idea. It is. It is. Yeah, it seems to be all about control mm-hmm. and just keeping us kind of under their thumb mm-hmm. uh, and with all of it, even, you know, the current state of medicine. Because I also heard recently that the second cause of death next to, I don't know what the number one is, maybe heart attacks or something, mm-hmm. but is medical errors. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people are being killed from modern medicine yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Uh-huh. And also, if we go back to the good old Bible, a lot of those people, even after the flood, they lived to be like 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, they were living all, had a good diet and just kept on going. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they would have a plague or something here or there or the Dark Ages. Everybody brings up the different European plagues, which mm-hmm. is a small generation's worth of people dying young. Mm-hmm. Or like, say, the uh, pilgrims coming over here. Mm-hmm. Or the uh, yeah, we get whatever 1800s type maladies that come here and there. The poor people probably are going to die younger. That's mm-hmm. just kind of how society is. It's definitely how it is here, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but kind of rich people that can afford a healthy lifestyle or can afford the knowledge to give them a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. and they're not kind of already brainwashed into only eating poison and drinking poison all day long. <laughs> which I'm a little bit white trash, so I'm in between the two. <laughs> but, um, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes the percentage of death is spread out evenly for mm-hmm. every generation and it might get in this area of the world it might get heavier for a little bit you know we mm-hmm. have all kinds of creative ways of killing all kinds mm-hmm. of different ages of people right now mm-hmm. and we got of course endless abortion and we've got uh killing old people and then tons of suicides too mm-hmm. so death is happening oh yeah and you got all these completely overrun dictator countries that are just killing their own people all over the place too so Maybe it does all even out. Um, I'm kind of thinking over the generations. You got one generation, they live to be 40 for a little while. Mm-hmm. And the next one, they might have a peaceful time, have a little bit of light in their whole culture, mm-hmm. and they'll live to be 80s or something. Yep. And a lot of them even get by with just healthy diets like freaking Orientals. Don't ever stop. <laughs> they, they can't be stopped. Uh-huh. They'll live forever yeah, <laughs> already. And they'll look youthful the whole time, too. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Age so gracefully. Yeah, they do. So, there, well, there, there, there's a turning point where they they look super young, like 20s up until the better, probably about 55, and then it's immediately get gray hair, and then they look <laughs> yes, like Mr. Miyagi. The, yeah, <laughs> and then like <laughs> group down. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? Um, I wanted to talk about like the we're talking about the government just briefly about control and all that kind of stuff. How how much do you think with like the Las Vegas shooting and that kind of stuff about how much uh, fake news is being perpetrated? All of it. I am a huge proponent of fake news, mm-hmm. and I don't know who to trust. I do go to eat, uh, individuals you uh-huh. know, here and there, and I don't know if they're completely right, but because they talk so much, mm-hmm. it seems like the maniacs like, say, Alex Jones <laughs> mm-hmm. or Michael Savage even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard All a little bit of Alex Jones. I've heard, um, I, I think I've heard him on Joe Rogan before yep. talking about like the yeah. Pizzagate conspiracy. Mm-hmm. I've watched the same one uh-huh. and heard it. And uh, he's kind of on to a lot of things, you know, and he's nuts. Uh-huh. But just hearing him talk about the things he believes in mm-hmm. and thinks is right and wrong and light and dark, it does seem like he might be righter mm-hmm. than at least the giant virus corporations like CNN. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, I'm, everybody hates him, but I'm glad at least old President Trump did call them all fake news and mm-hmm. got them all together mm-hmm. and pointed at them as like, you're fake news, you're fake mm-hmm. news. And everybody hates them. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You know, who knows? He also went to the freaking island that old Wild Bill 
uh, Clinton and his guy that got <laughs> oh, arrested. Wild Bill. <laughs> yeah. wild Bill. like that. <laughs> they all would go to this island, you know, and have little 14-year-old sex slaves, and they all got busted for that, but only the guy that took them there really got arrested. Mm -hmm. But they went countless times, and I know Trump went just once. Yeah. So uh, I know all that, and Pizzagate is part of the whole swamp mentality mm -hmm. yeah. that he's saying uh, everybody in Washington's a pedophile and they're being blackmailed to mm -hmm. do all this terrible stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and we talked a little bit, just touched on it very little bit about Pizzagate a couple of weeks ago mm -hmm. on the show. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, do you believe it? Like I would say 80%. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. I do too. I'd, a lot. I'm not sure how far of it I would think, but... There comes a point where, you know, there's smoke, there's got to be a little bit of fire. Yes, mm -hmm. you know exactly, yes. So, I believe that. I feel like the characters like Alex Jones is, like, vocal and out there as he is, kind of, like, burns bridges in the process so of where true. what mm -hmm. he's actually saying uh -huh. is true yep. gets taken down in the trash with, like, everything else it's that he's so out of his mouth. It's so true. And, I mean, you kind of have to believe some of what these guys, these guys are saying because, I mean, the media is obviously not going to bust everything because people like... Uh, I mean, all these powerful people in politics, they can turn the media over just like that. Soros. So, I'm, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. the media, of course, they're not going to come out and say that Pizzagate's real. No. No, they're I mean, owned by it. They're probably in on it. Yeah. Owners of CNN, probably Fox News, too. Oh, yeah. They're all in the same machine. Yeah. So, individuals, because they're always talking so much and under such scrutiny, I trust more than corporations generally. Mm -hmm. And because if you're just dealing with one guy talking, you can kind of see what he's about mm -hmm. after yeah. listening to him. That's why people are so attracted to none other than Joe Rogan himself. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just him talking all the yep. time to everybody. Mm -hmm. and both, so, both sides of the coins. He, exactly. I mean, he loves talking to everybody. Which I don't listen to as much Joe Rogan as I would like because there, there's just, he puts out so much content. Oh, I, no, I can't keep it's up with it. Tough to wade through. And then Same he like reviews all like the MMA fights all the time. And <laughs> he's like, how, how do you have this much time? I wonder the same thing, you know. Still but gets some, his practice in, too, yeah. you know. Some of, some of the interviews he does is really interesting. I, I listened to the Alex Jones one. There's one guy who um, started a internet company, and he made a joke on, I think it was like, um, what was the, what was that day where like, it was like Women Appreciation Day or something? Excuse and me. he made a joke online about like a day without women is like nice and quiet or something oh, like yeah. that. And the internet flamed him just like constantly that he was a misogynist and just like oh, all over the place. Course. And then Joe Rogan picked up on that and had him on to talk about that, which was pretty interesting that he yeah. just, I mean, he just meant no harm and like made a joke. Yeah. yeah. And people are so sensitive right now, which makes me even more so believe that it's spiritual. That's what's going on. Mm -hmm. Cause you got like, uh, we can go deep into this realm. Please, as deep, deep as yeah. you want to go. You got, you know, different areas have, okay, a zeitgeist, which uh -huh. is the, the uh, spirit of the age. Uh huh. And, you know, Smashing Pumpkins, who is Billy Corgan, is calls into Alex Jones a lot yeah, as well. Old Billy Corgan. Yeah. <laughs> Love some Billy. But Zeitgeist was kind of about this and talking about how well, there's also that documentary called Zeitgeist that came out at the same time. Mm -hmm. And that was more about, yes, Illuminati conspiracies, you know. Everything's the government running, shadow government, and everything. Mm -hmm. But he was also very against Christianity and religion in the meantime, and he was doing the whole synthesizing all of the religions back to Egypt. That when all that stuff came out, which uh -huh. pretty much isn't true. But uh, it's funny that uh, Alex Jones had him, the guy that made the movies that guys on his show, and he was like, "It's kind of like rat poison. You know, ninety-nine percent of it's good, but the one percent will kill you." Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that's how untruth works. Mm -hmm. But um, so, anyways. <laughs> You got a spirit of the age, and right now all the emotions that are making all these vessels, these people, 
be wrathful and tear the world to pieces. Yeah. Uh, and be very emotional about it, so you can't use reason anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're having a small version of that here, because it's all made by images and words that people are getting from their hypno screens, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's watching these screens that are telling them how to act, you know, or you know, you, posting and reading a bunch of emotional rhetoric. And mm-hmm. then when you're in real person, your body doesn't know what to do about it. So you're crying and screaming and won't let anybody finish a conversation. Mm-hmm. Don't know how to calmly discuss anything because we're getting more under control uh-huh. by these uh, freaking spirits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that are using, uh, like, I don't know, a lot of different people. Whereas, you know, different parts of the world have different ones mm-hmm. that are making different things happen. And. You know, if you want to go really far into the Bilderbergs and the Bohemian Grove, your shadow oh. government, Illuminati junk, <laughs> then you got something called spirit cooking. Uh-huh. Oh, spirit, I don't, <laughs> That's I, some I, weird crap, man. I'm not familiar with spirit cooking. Oh, man. It's rituals, and I even know people that do small versions of these rituals in mm-hmm. Griffin, but uh, not as quite as graphic as the Joe Podesta and Marina Abramovic. Joe Podesta, he's part of Pizzagate, right? Yes, kind of yes, yes. Really there. Joe and John name. and Hillary. And uh, Marina Abramovic. <laughs> yeah. And uh. it's pretty much just different ceremonies. I mean, it's all kind of bred out of Wiccan, but it's is really it? Thelema. Uh, okay, that's what I was going to ask. Is it, I guess like witchcraft? Yeah, yeah. Witchcraft yes. and stuff. Thelema yeah. is the more of a right now masculine version of it. Mm-hmm. But it's all kind of the same thing. And they just get into crazy rituals and they will do that in order to give themselves power. And I was going to say, it must be for like wealth and power. And yeah, so you invoke through a ritual that you will never forget what uh-huh. you, what happened here because you'll end up drinking life liquids such as oh no menstrual juice oh wow what? semen no oh, oh, dear and blood oh okay we we went yes. there oh yes <laughs> there you go oh. that's that's spirit cooking and uh-huh. you do it through a ritual and you <laughs> write things out in it and then you invoke spirits into you mm-hmm. that will help you Oof. out uh into doing things i remember when i was um i followed WikiLeaks for a long time on twitter Oh, yeah. And um, when they were releasing everything about uh, like Bohemian Grove, and they oh, were yeah. building up to when they released like all these these CIA files, and it was rumored that a lot of it was the deleted files from Clinton. Uh-huh. And um, I but that. I remember reading up on that, and they had a lot of stuff on Bohemian Grove. And it mentioned something about spirit cooking, and I had oh, no yeah. idea what it was. <laughs> Don't Google image search that. <laughs> no. I'm gonna just go oh, on and say that. Did you make the mistake? <laughs> I did. Oh, I did yeah. that before I read it. I, that's oh, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Oh, I believe it. I that's, believe it. It's, it's some messed up stuff, man. Yeah, that's part of the whole blackmailing thing, you know. Uh-huh. Apart from being a pedophile, <laughs> that's also the stuff they have on each other. And then the small, easy, common man version of that is from the people I know that have done it is you do any of the rituals that you can find in the realm of, say, I will just say Thelema because that covers all of Mm -hmm. chaos magic and uh, also Luciferianism, which Mm -hmm. is what all the Masons lead you up to Mm -hmm. as you go through that that whole process. But it is just to give you a ritual that will remind you of what you did there and then you will create in your own head or use an already existing spirit Mm -hmm. That will come into your soul and be your little buddy and guide you through, also known as demon possession. Oh dear! And so, but that's Woo! kind of a cool, <laughs> hip, weird thing that people want to do inside of our own demographic and uh-huh. classes. But um, on the higher up tiers, you know, Masonic rituals are very real. I read through one of the Shriners handbooks recently. It's crazy. How are the Shriners and Masons related? Is Shriners like okay. a lower tier of Masons? Higher, actually. Oh, didn't we talk about that? 
we, we talked may, about we that may have recently. touched on it recently. Yeah, you have to either be a 33 degree mason, which is way up there, mm-hmm. or a Knights Templar, which okay. is a very distinct, uh-huh. you know, uh, elite class. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then you can make it into the Shriners, which is what Jay Z's in, and uh-huh. uh, a couple other notable folks. And Shriners used to be very racist and uh-huh. wouldn't let people, uh, kind of like Jehovah's Witness, actually. Uh-huh. And now it's Shriners are actually, I think, kind of close <laughs> to Nation of Islam. They're mm-hmm. kind of in and out of one another because like the freaking I don't know some kind of double A word Middle Eastern sounding word like it's not cabal but it's one of those yeah mm-hmm. maybe a kazam uh, that's one of them but uh it looks like a freaking mosque the one in Atlanta that's mm-hmm. the Shriners Temple mm-hmm. and just like all of a 85 kind on the left uh no I know of that temple though uh-huh. yeah I one. know that one is actually it's not if like if Hindu we're or something. yeah that's a Hindu temple. Oh, oh really? Pretty really building. Yeah, I went in there once when they were building it. Me and Jordan did. We had to take off our shoes, and it was yeah. gorgeous. Uh-huh. But they were trying to give us food. They're like, "Here, give some food to these idols," and it's so funny. I mean, it's just this carved stone that's not going to do anything for you. That food all over it, offerings all over it, wow. money all around it, right uh-huh. here in Georgia. Which is the funniest thing. I, saw, I thought that yeah. was a Shriner Temple. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, you know, no windows. You can't see the rituals. Mm-hmm. And they have, in all of these places, you know, you start with the mock, uh, the mock ritual, mm-hmm. which would be like pretending that your feet are getting filleted. Mm-hmm. Or like if you're in Masons, one of them pretending you're giving your priest a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Skull and Bones, you pretend to sacrifice someone. Mm-hmm. And you hold them down, they're screaming the whole bit. And then, of course, as you get up, you have to actually really do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they have that over you. Then they, you know, they kinda blackmail like, you. Yeah, I was going to say kind of like blackmail, where you've actually yes. done the act, and now they have that on you. Yes, exactly. And it's all training to get you to there. And then the person that all of these guys end up worshiping is Lucifer. Mm-hmm. That's the light bringer. And they all will argue the distinction between Satan and Lucifer are not the same mm-hmm. person. They're not the same. The devil is not Lucifer. Lucifer is the good version and Lucifer is the light bringer. He's Prometheus. He's the one that gave us knowledge and words and all of our tools, mm-hmm. which is exactly similar to a apocryphal book called the Book of Enoch, mm-hmm. which talks about our friends, the Nephilim. Remember them? Oh, the Nephilim, part, part giant or whatever? Yeah, yeah. So they, just like <coughs> Satan, came out of heaven, were bad angels. Yeah. And uh, they are the ones, at least in the Enoch, that brought us our knowledge, medicine making, root cutting, weapon making, mm-hmm. all of our progressive stuff. Because tools are great and God put that into his whole plan, you know. But um, ultimately, and I've realized this a whole lot, the more tools involved, the uh, less faith involved. And mm-hmm. we can't really live without them, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, if I had enough faith, I could heal anything, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't have that yet. I want to. Mm-hmm. And I hope that God sets me up to be able to do that. Because it is very possible. I've heard of so many stories of just simple prayer, healing, anything. Mm-hmm. And everybody always brings up, what about amputees? You know? But, of, well, of course, there was the ear amputee in the garden that Jesus healed. But yeah. other than that, you don't have enough faith to heal your arm mm-hmm. if it's cut off. Nobody, because mm-hmm. you can see. Yeah. But if you have something inside you that you can't see, mm-hmm. then there's more faith because you can't see it. Faith is so weird, too, because faith is all about hearing and mm-hmm. listening. It, which music is all about hearing and listening because mm-hmm. it's not material. Nothing's moving. You right. Know, it's just, but just it listening impacts that you. feeling, yeah. Yes, and so it's got to be spiritual then because mm-hmm. it forces things to happen, mm-hmm. but there's no material bumping into each other as with physical things. But all of our tool using is all about knowledge and man's power to fix the problem, which mm-hmm. all of us do both, you know. But it is, I would say the closer to faith 
I get the less concerned with what I see, you know, mm -hmm. dictating what I do than what I'm hearing. I guess the voice of God in my head. Mm -hmm. And that would be the whole greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think you could get to the level of faith where, like, you could heal an amputee? Do you think that's possible? Oh, yeah. I think all things are possible. Yeah. I just don't think that, uh, <clears throat> I don't know, I haven't been tested in that realm. I don't mm. know how to make it happen yet. Mm -hmm. And it could be a mixture of both, you know. Maybe stem cells have made that work mm -hmm. here and there. I've mm -hmm. heard of it. But I think possibly, you know, if you watch any of the voodoo or hoodoo videos on the internet, mm -hmm. you'll see people changing into chickens and snakes all over the place. <laughs> so they're definitely doing, they have a lot of faith. That's also what I learned from all these Satanists that I've ran into the past year is that mm -hmm. they have so much faith. They believe in these demons that are possessing them so much. And I'm thinking, like, I've learned about faith from them. I've even told two of them this, this week. I was like, you have helped me out spiritually more than you know. Because mm -hmm. if you have that much confidence and your evil demon that's dictating your life is going to kill you one day, mm -hmm. then I can have all of the magical powers of Elijah and all of the prophets of the Bible that could do incredible feats of mm -hmm. spiritual anything, you know, defeating anybody. I could have that. Mm -hmm. And I think that I will and do have that. Yeah. But I haven't necessarily been put, you know, in the battlefield as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. yet, you know, except for in small things. That can't really be uh, yeah. proven, <laughs> right? Yeah. Do you think people like just local people who are kind of into this kind of stuff are like actually causing harm, or do you think they're just they're fine, kind of doing off in their little corner, doing their own thing? Do you think? I, um, what I've gathered is talking to two of them, mm -hmm. uh, well, three ish of them is <coughs> it is they're saying is good for them. They're saying that, but they're also then as I pry in more and more, and both of them. Uh, the two I'm thinking of will also say, no, I'm Christian either. And mm -hmm. I love God, I'll bring up Bible I was just about to ask if they were they Christian and then kind of went down this yes, path, or they yes, still exactly. see themselves as a, as a Christian? They're a little bit of both. And I asked one of them, who was a big Lucifer fan, oh. I was like, so, you know, Jesus is like, you can have all the gods, you can have Legion or mm -hmm. me. He's like, it's, it's me or no other gods, so where would you go? He's like, oh, Lucifer. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and stick with that one. <laughs> but I, he's actually having this change because there's been very spiritual things happening because he said, I noticed that there's no power in this. And I was just wondering, have you been praying for me? Uh -huh. I was like, yes, I have. He's like, well, there's no power in any of these demons right now. And there's nothing in it or worth anything in it right now. And it's like, I feel like there's some kind of spiritual warfare going on in my body and house <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> over me. And uh, again, you know, just like with anything, he's probably getting attention, you know. Just like I am when I bring up all this stuff, but it's definitely worth talking about because it is real. Mm -hmm. And I would say that if it is not harming them yet, it it will. Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate yeah. goal of Satan to tear your body to pieces and kill you, <clears throat> or use you to kill other people. Mm -hmm. Hang on, just a second. Okay. It just where'd logic go? I don't know. It closed out by itself. Uh, did we get to an hour? Uh, Probably so. Uh, it blew by. Fifty-eight minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. No, 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 you're no, good. No, you're no, fine. It's fantastic. Is it three fingers? <sighs> Does it close out by itself when it hits an hour? Oh, I guess so. I don't know. I was just meditating. What you Can you? Yeah. It's so oh, heavy. So hey, we're still recording. <laughs> we're still recording. Yeah, yeah, it just um, it switched over to Finder. All right, so we're at fifty-eight why did, minutes. Why did it switch over to Finder? I have no idea. I don't know. Well, okay. I think we'll take that moment and yeah. we're gonna we're gonna put an end cap on that. Rob, I Literally. have been holding on to I every have, word you've been saying just I've, with bated breath. Thank you. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. it. it you so let me exercise yeah. these. No, thoughts. I feel free. You can come back whenever you want. I want to right, listen good. to everything you have to say. <laughs> good. Thank you. Yes. Because you know, it might not all be true. 
I'm, I'm in that point of my life where I'm trying to start paying closer attention to everything that's going on in the world. I've started listening to try and listen to more and read more about current events that are going on in the world because I feel as a citizen I need to be more aware of my yeah. surroundings and what's I, going on. I know, I'm so I'm just kind of in that limbo stage where I'm trying to figure out what exactly I believe. Like, exactly. do I think, do I think this is right? Do I think this is right politically? Do I do I agree with this side? Do I agree with that side? Yeah. There's a mixture of both. I'm kind of kind of just in an ma- amalgamation and a crushed yeah. ball of all this knowledge <laughs> and information that I can't process through at the moment. Well, it's I funny. I mean, it, when I got up this morning, my dad, he, yesterday, my dad, he's been known to post all kinds of stuff on Facebook. He's very vocal <laughs> no, with he what he says on Facebook. And, um, like, he's against all the, uh, the NFL players kneeling t- during the national anthem and all that. Mm. Well, yesterday... His rant that he went on was them letting girls into the Boy Scouts. I heard about that. Yeah. That's an interesting one there. <laughs> <laughs> well, this morning I got up, and this is like 8.45 in the morning. I'm not, I haven't had a cup of coffee. I haven't felt like talking to anybody. Uh-huh. He's going on this rant about the girls getting into the Boy Scouts. <laughs> and I told him, I said, Dad, this is what the media wants you to believe. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. want this reaction to, out They're, of you. It's, it's, it's worded so in a way true. to elicit and, a certain response. And yeah. my mom agreed. And You're he so said, right. but I need to be vocal about it. Like, <laughs> I, I need them to hear my voice. And oh, mom said, David. It, my dad's name is David. Uh-huh. <laughs> she said, David. Da- David. 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 <laughs> it's not going to affect you, so don't worry about it. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, that is great. That yeah. was my morning. Yeah, were... just, I feel like if it's if no one makes a big deal about it, it won't be a big deal. But exactly. it's, it's worded in but, a way where it's going to elicit that reactionary response. But you mm-hmm. see news stations like Fox News or CNN posting stuff about it, mm-hmm. and it gets people riled up. It, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's clickbait. It's, yes. They, they yeah. want to get people angry about it mm-hmm. yes exactly that's so funny because i watched on the news at bank street regular mm-hmm. fox 5 atlanta mm-hmm. you know the six o'clock news months ago it was like uh it would show one video of a uh, the first one was a two white girls standing outside a gas station mm-hmm. and it didn't really say what the scuffle was but a black guy ended up punching one and it felt she fell down or whatever mm-hmm. so immediately like whoa why is that black guy punching a white girl you know uh-huh. to elicit that mm-hmm. and then the next one the next story mm-hmm. was a black guy was killed by a white cop, mm-hmm. and if it was the other way around, you know, he if he was white, he wouldn't have been killed. So now they're all baited and in a frenzy. Everybody mm-hmm. watching it for their side, so it's just trying to pin everybody against each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so obvious that so somebody is going to get their war. Somebody wants to at mm-hmm. least. Unless, you know, Jesus saves us. But we're yeah. almost begging to be taken over right now it's, <laughs> as a it's, nation. It's like they've kind of found soft spots. Yeah. Like, and really, they're just like, yeah, just... Yeah, they're just... Yeah, yeah, they're adding fuel to the fire. Mm-hmm. And, um... That and I forgot where I was going with that. It doesn't Damn. matter. They're yeah. adding fuel to the fire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alright, so we've come to the part of the show where we like to call Local Catch. So, Rob. Yes, sir. Since you're our lovely guest today, I would like you to pick a song that you have manufactured in the past and we are going to play it for our listeners so just give us a little bit of backstory okay. anything you want to say about the song what band it comes from where you got an idea whatever you want to say that darkness title that darkness. track from the album that darkness uh-huh. written when i was 19 or 20 something like that probably 19 <laughs> so it's an old one mm-hmm. but it was all about these thoughts that i the song at that point was just written and sung about observing the culture i live in mm-hmm. Uh, because 
I'm happily in love and have mm-hmm. a great life and had a great upbringing. So mm-hmm. there's not much in my life for me to complain about. Mm-hmm. But looking out into the country, uh, the country, the world, mm-hmm. I can s- closely identify this is evil and this is good, you mm-hmm. know, to the best of my abilities. So it's pretty much that, just an observation on the darkness mm-hmm. that is out there. And so the song is called That Darkness, and it's an old one. But it'll be coming back. I'll be playing it live. From Rova Zatella. Rova Zatella. All right. We'll uh, put that song in now, so hope you enjoy. I want you 
All right, everybody. This has been Catch All Podcast. Hope you enjoyed that song, That Darkness, from Rob Zatella. Rob, thank you so much for being here. I enjoyed it. Thank you for letting me. Thoroughly it was amazing. It. Thank you. So you can find the show on iTunes, SoundCloud. Those are where you can find the show. Uh, and Stitcher, <laughs> Facebook, yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter. You like, our, like all the social media, get notified when shows come out. If you go to iTunes, be sure to rate and give us a review. That would be super helpful. And yeah, uh, we will be back in two weeks. So bye.